Welcome to the Karis Christian Center podcast. Amen. You can be seated if you want to. Praise the Lord. Um, Did you hear about the doctor, the lawyer, the preacher that I went deer hunting? They're out deer hunting and a big monster buck jumps up, starts running. All three of them pull their rifle up. Boom, all three of them shoot at the same time. Boom, the buck goes down. The doctor said, well, I'm sure I'm the one that got him. And uh, the preacher said, no, I got him. The lawyer said, no, I got him. So they had a big argument going, so they had to call in a ballistics expert. He began to study this massive buck. After a while, he said, well, it's clear that the preacher's the one that got him. He said, well, how can you prove that the preacher got him? He said, well, that bullet went in one ear and right out the other. (laughs) We know it was the preacher that got him. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> one ain't run out the other one. All right, do you hear about the two rednecks that went out fishing? Two country. I found out I traveled all across America and the world. I found out there are rednecks actually everywhere. Two rednecks went out fishing. Well, they wanted to fish so bad, they didn't want to stay on the bank, so they rented a boat. They rented a boat way, way out into the lake. Man, they caught so many fish, they were so happy. On the way back to shore, one of them said, the other one said, I sure hope you marked the spot where we caught all those fish. The other one said, well, I did. He said, well, how did you mark it? He said, well, I put an X in the bottom of the boat. So the other one said, well, you idiot, how do you know we'll get the same boat next time? (laughs) All right, so I'll catch on that. (laughs) All right. This morning we're going to talk about the God kind of love, at least the first service. I'm not sure why God picked this for you on the first service, but we don't know what will happen the next service, but this is the first service message. And so we want you to look at several scriptures, or I'll quote some of the scriptures, maybe it'll save time, and just cover the main uh, points of the God kind of love and walking in the God kind of love. John 13, 34 and 35, you can look at there, Jesus said, y'all heard of him, haven't you? Just checking, I was make sure I was in the right place. Jesus said, a new commandment. He said, I'm giving you a new commandment. Well, they were already struggling with the Ten Commandments. That wasn't working out too well for them. (laughs) But Jesus said, I'm going to give you a new commandment, and really just this one commandment, and it will fulfill all of the Ten Commandments. And he said, this new commandment is that you love one another, not with natural human love, But that you love one another, he said, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So Jesus said, this is the new commandment of the new covenant. And he said that you and I should love one another, even as he loves us. And he says in verse 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. In other words, he said, this is how everyone's going to know 
that you are a follower and a disciple of Jesus, and that is how we love one another. Amen? Then if you go over to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 16, again, this one, actually there's so much more in 1 John, uh, but 1 John 4, 16 is one of my favorites, but again, in 1 John he says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. So he said, you know you're born again. You know you pass from death to life because you love the brethren. Amen. Thank God that it's, we understand God loves us. We understand that uh, God's forgiven us. And we understand that uh, we are to love God. But here he says, this new commandment of the new covenant is that you and I are to love one another. He says, do we know we're born of God because we love one another? Not with natural human love, but with the same kind of love that Jesus loved us. So if you go on to 1 John 4, 16, one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God dwells in him. So he says, we know about the love of God. He said, but we also believe in that love, or we have faith in that love. And he said, actually, if you will dwell in love, you will dwell in God, and God will dwell in you. Well, you know, that means if you and I will walk in love and dwell in the love of God, God literally will fight our battles for us. Amen. You won't have to fight all your own battles. Dad Hagen taught us this message on love and walking in love. Of course, he's known for teaching on faith. Uh, and so um, revelation of who you are in Christ. And so those messages were so significant that they just changed my life as a teenager. But then he started teaching on walking in the God kind of love, and I was terribly disappointed that when I would go to a meeting and I'm expecting some greater, greater revelation of the visions and all these things, and he said, the Lord wants me to teach on the God kind of love. I'd go, Lord, have mercy. I mean, I drove so far, and I was coming here, and he wants to talk about this. Surely he knows this is not my problem. Well, I found out after he taught on it a few times that this could have been one of my problems. <laughs> and so Dad Hagen said, a long time ago, he said, when I got born again, even as a Baptist, he said, before I was filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, I decided that I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. Let's try that one more time. In other words, we're going to love one another even if they don't return that love. So somebody said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in love as soon as they do. No, Dad Hagen said, I determined I'm going to walk in love whether anyone else does or not. And then he said this. He said, that's the reason I have not had a headache in 65 years. In other words, the way you walk in love will determine how your faith works. And so I went to hear him, and I was actually speaking at the camp meeting and uh, just a month before he went to be with the Lord. So I was sitting on the front row, and um, 
Dan Hagen got up to speak, really one of the last messages that he preached before he went to be with the Lord. And he started on these same scriptures on the God kind of love. And it seemed like he spent a little extra time in front of me on the front row. He would walk down there and I'm like, Amen. And then after he preached a while, he, he said, uh, Brother Mark, he said, would you run up on the platform and get the rest of my notes? So I ran up on the platform, you know, in front of that, brought his Bible and his notes. And he spent another message teaching on walking in the God kind of love. And then at the end of the sermon, he began, got in the spirit and began to prophesy. And so after he prophesied, then I start to think what, exactly what the Holy Spirit was saying because a lot of times people just wonder, you know, what that preacher is saying instead of what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so he prophesied and he said this. He said, if you'll take these scriptures on the God kind of love and go over them, he said, almost continuously. To me, that meant on a daily basis. In other words, if you'll major on walking in love, we know the love of God is in your heart because you're born again. And you've got God's love nature in your heart, but it's not necessarily in your head. Not necessarily in your flesh, but it's in your spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. So he said, you'll have to renew your mind. So he said, if you'll go over these scriptures on the love of God, he said, almost continuously, which to me meant daily, he said, and then you'll determine I'm going to walk in love he said, then you say, well, I'm going to uh, walk in love. I'm going to practice that. He said, and you renew your mind. He said, the first thing that will happen is the enemy will flee from you. Yeah. In other words, the trouble you're having with the devil. He said, he'll run from you if you'll determine I'm going to walk in love and then practice it. And then he said, and your health will spring forth speedily. We all do it. In other words, he said, walking in love and forgiveness. Right? Right after the God kind of faith in Mark 11, 23, 24, the next verse says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any. I said, well, Lord, I don't have aught against many. <laughs> it's a couple of people that irritate me pretty good. <laughs> and aught would mean any little thing, or if you're holding a grudge against somebody. So I determined then that, you know, if you're in a prayer line, praying for people to get healed, praying for people to get blessed. And uh, I thought if I had a can of alt remover and I could spray them down, people would get healed a lot faster get blessed a lot faster that Jesus said it's the only thing, the main thing that will keep your faith from working right is if you have unforgiveness or ought against any. So the more he was teaching, the more my mind was kind of going through the list and I thought, well, there's one, two. You know, in other words, if people bring up their name, you don't necessarily say anything, but you just kind of make an ugly face. <laughs> if you see them in the grocery store, you choose other lanes to walk down and other aisles. And maybe even if you see them at church, you choose to sit on the other side. So I thought, well, we, we might have a problem with this. So... <laughs> He said, but if you'll practice walking in love, and he said, um, 
it'll affect your health. Then the last thing he said, and the blessings will flow. The blessings of God will flow. If you'll determine, I'm going to major on walking in love, whether anybody else does or not. Dad Hagen said, you say, I will practice thinking and saying the best of every person. Praise the Lord. I will practice what? Thinking and saying. Because we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 in just a moment. And in that it says, love thinks no evil. I thought, well, at least I didn't say nothing. And he said, well, you're going to have to change what you're thinking about it. Amen. If you don't think like love thinks, come on, then you're not going to be uh, talking like love talks. So you have to deal with unlovely things in your own mind. So he says in 1 Peter 4, 8, because you'll see all the New Testament writers agree that this is the main thing or this is the major subject in the Bible is the God kind of love. So 1 Peter 4, 8, you can look at that one. So all the New Testament writers agree on this one subject, that if you're going to grow spiritually, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to grow, you'll have to grow in love. You cannot grow spiritually without growing in the God kind of love. How many believe you could actually do better, amen, this year than you did last year? Amen. What's the big condition? The big condition. He said, the Holy Ghost said, if you'll go over these scriptures almost continuously. But if you have, you know, I noticed I was going over it regularly and I was doing much better. And then I found out I forgot it for a while and then I wasn't doing so good. <laughs> amen. I said, oh. So First Peter 4, 8, what does it say? Above all things. Let's try it one more time. Above all things. Above what? Man, there's so many great subjects in the Bible that you can actually get smart about. But he said, if you don't get smart about this, amen, in other words, above all things, amen, everything that you think you're learning about Christianity and about following Jesus, he says, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Let's try it one more time. Above all things, amen, you know there's one way you can uh, go to college and never graduate is you keep changing your majors. As a Christian, there's some things you better major on. What's this? He said, I'm going to walk in love above all things. For love, what's it say in the Amplified Bible, forgives and disregards the offenses of others. Above all things, everybody say, above all things, I'm going to walk in love, whether anybody else does or not. Amen. Well, I was listening to Dad Hagen teach, and that wasn't the first time I'd heard him. Apparently, it was something I needed to hear more than once. The first time I heard him talk about it, I thought, well, that's an interesting subject, and an important subject. I'm not that excited about it, but it's an important subject. And so over the years, I'm talking about over 40 years, 50 years, so I go to hear him. Well, then one time I went to hear him. I'm sitting in the minister section, 10,000 people there, and he started on this subject again. I thought, Lord, I know those scriptures. 
And so then he started on it again. He went over it and over it and over it. Got to 1 Corinthians 13. We'll get there in just a minute. So that's your thermometer. We're going to see what temperature you're running. Walking in the God kind of love. So he went over that. And then at the end, he said, now I want everybody in here that you are holding a grudge against somebody or you have unforgiveness and you say, and I need to walk in love. He said, I want you to stand up. I said, huh. Well, I, I'm, in, I'm in the minister section here. I'm not going to stand up. I mean, I got, obviously, I'm, I'm a leader here. You know, I've got a ministry here, man. I'm doing really well. I'm a success. The Lord said, you stand up. I said, uh, is that necessary? I mean, I could probably just take care of this right here when I'm seated. I don't need to stand up. He said, but the man of God told you to stand up. Well, I kept my eyes shut, and I just stood up. I said, I got a problem with this. Well, it wasn't a bunch of many, but it was a couple of any. Oh, <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. Come on. And so he said, now I want you to forgive. And so when you stand praying, you forgive. In other words, he said, it ain't going to take you 40 years to forgive somebody. He said, you can do it just while you're standing there. You may not necessarily feel it, but you can do it without feeling it. And the feelings will show up later. Well, I just stood up. Praise the Lord. Went through the prayer. He said, now after you pray this, the glory of God's going to fall. And the presence of God will be restored. And some of you wonder why you haven't grown spiritually and you haven't grown in revelation knowledge. He said, if you'll make an adjustment, just a little adjustment, the anointing will come back and the glory of God will come back. Man, the glory hit me. Man, we got so happy. I don't know if I was as happy as Pastor Lawson the Friday night, but I got happy again. Did you know the first fruit of the Spirit is love and the second one is joy? If you wonder why most people are not happy, it's the first one they'll have to deal with. Number one, how God loves you and how God forgives you because it's wrong even to hold a grudge against yourself. Amen. And then to love somebody else and forgive them no matter what they, they've done. And the major subject of the blood of Jesus and faith in the blood is the blood of Jesus speaks, number one, of the love of God. I call the blood of Jesus liquid love, flows from the heart of God, reaches into your heart and heals you where you have been wounded or broken by life. That's the blood of Jesus. You can actually plead the blood against your own feelings. Y'all still, in other words, reasoning may not change an emotion, but action will. Are y'all still here? Amen. So we're going to act on the word. So I went through the scriptures. Well, I had been a giver. I've always been a tither, always been a giver, but my harvest was held up. I thought, well, no, how come money's not coming the way I thought it? The, the preacher said, the Bible said, if I sow generously, I reap generously. You know, some people say, well, you know, you're going to get a harvest. I'm saying, well, at this point, I'd just like to have a refund. In other words, I'm tithing, I'm giving, amen, and yet I'm struggling financially. Anybody want to know what happened? 
I'm telling you, it wasn't a week or two after I said, I'm going to walk in love with anybody else does or not, and I'm going to forgive others. And within a week or two, a harvest hit my house of the increase and the blessing of God that just boggled my mind. If you knew how expensive unforgiveness was, or let's try it one more time. In other words, if you knew how much, how much unforgiveness and not walking in love is costing you, you would forgive just for the money. <laughs> I mean, in other words, what's holding back your harvest. And so the Holy Ghost said that through Dad Hagen. So I want you to jump over to 1 Corinthians 13 because there's so much on this subject and we just won't have time to cover it all. But this is going to be your assignment and it still is my assignment. And my wife is very happy that Dad Hagen kept teaching on this subject. Amen. She's like, hit, hit him again, Brother Hagin. I've had one more time. <laughs> All right, so we're going to look at this on the God kind of love. And the Apostle Paul, though most Christian theologians will say, this was definitely not Paul's strong point. But God chose him to get this revelation on the God kind of love in 1 Corinthians 13, which is... The, the most famous chapter in the Bible in all of English literature is 1 Corinthians 13. And so Dad Hagen said, I want you to take it and read it. Read it every day. Read it in a few different translations. Amen. Then make a few adjustments and watch what the God kind of love will rise up on the inside of you. Amen, and give you victory. All right, turn to 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to start with the King James Version here. And uh, we're going to use the word charity, but really the word is agape, which means the God kind of love. And the King James used the word charity because that it, this is the God kind of love that gives. Because charity is not just something you think, it's something that puts you into action of doing something and doing what you can do about a situation. So instead of using the word charity, we're going to use the word love, which is the word agape, but we'll see what it includes here. You got 1 Corinthians 13? Here's what it says. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I don't have love, I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. In other words, things that we think are important and significant Maybe about people being very eloquent in the way that they speak. And, uh, oh, they're impressive in the way that they speak. Is you say, boy, that's really something. He said, but if I don't have the God kind of love, he said, you're just making a bunch of noise. Go to verse 2. Though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries, and have all knowledge, and I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. But if I don't have the God kind of love in me, I am nothing. Well, I mean, you'd think somebody that could do all that would be pretty impressive. Let's try that one more time. Matter of fact, what people are mostly impressed about, God's not impressed about that at all. God examines our heart. Amen? Men look on the outward appearance. God says, so if I have the gift of prophecy, I understand all mysteries. You say, well, that guy's really smart. Right? <laughs> Moving mountains, faith. He said, but if I don't have the God kind of love, 
If that's not above all things in my life, he said, I am nothing. The Amplified Bible says, I am a useless nobody. Well, you'd kind of like to avoid that in your life. How many of you would like to avoid being a useless nobody? In other words, he said, you have all these great things. And yet he said, if I don't have the God kind of love operating in me, I don't make that the major thing. He said, then you don't, there's no reward for that. He said, but you could be what most people think, untalented, not necessarily the smartest person in the room, but if you could walk in love, God would be impressed with that. I don't know why y'all getting so quiet. I mean, I hadn't even got to the next verses yet. Amen. If, you, if this gets you quiet, I mean, I could do something and live in a certain way that really God pays attention to it. Right? You're not the most talented, not the smartest, but God said, I like the way they love. All right, let's keep going here. And he said, and if I give all my goods to feed the poor, if I give my body to be burned, and if I don't have the God kind of love, it profits me nothing. Nothing. Amen? So, the God kind of love. So, are you ready? Here's the verses that you and I have to major on that Dad Hagen told me to major on. is verse 4 through 8. Verse 4 through 8. And he says, love, the God kind of love, suffers long. The God kind of love, first thing he says about love is plan on suffering. If you plan on staying married, <laughs> amen. it's amazing how when you're in love, there's things you don't even notice about your husband or your wife. If you've been married a while, you're like, I didn't even notice they had that problem. I got, I got a defect here. And so, um, but when you're in love, you, you never even noticed it. And one thing the devil will do, he will be sure to point out the defects in other people. You can count this down that the Holy Spirit never points out what's wrong with other people. Y'all getting quiet in here. I said, the Holy Spirit never starts just pointing out. So you can know if you're noticing what's wrong with everybody. My daddy would say it this way. He said, you can tell how you're getting along with God by how people look to you. Are y'all still here? A lot of times people think, oh, me, me and Jesus, we are tight. We are tight. <laughs> When I was going to college, we had a friend of ours get married, and so we put Limburger cheese on his exhaust manifold before he went on his honeymoon. And when he came back, we said, how did it go? He said, man, I passed chicken farms all the way through <laughs> Arkansas, Oklahoma. <laughs> we lifted up his hood and said, no, there's your chicken farm right there. So we used to play tricks on people who go out camping, you know, and so one guy, while he was asleep, we just put, put mustard in his mouth, you know, he's a, he's a, man, he came up, he was, a fight was on, man, he was chasing us. <laughs> but I, I heard the story about the guy, while he was asleep, they put Limburger cheese under his nose. Y'all smell Limburger cheese. It's really bad. So they put that under his nose while he was asleep, and he woke up, 
And he went, man, it stinks in here. <laughs> he got up, went into the kitchen. He said, man, it stinks in here. He went to the living room. He said, man, it stinks in here. So he walked out the front door and looked up at the sky and went, man, the whole world stinks. <laughs> the moral of the story is if it stinks everywhere you go, the stink might be under your nose. <laughs> you can find fault with everybody, but the God kind of love does what? Covers a multitude of sins. Amen. It's what produces unity in the body of Christ. And we need one another. And we need to, as the ecclesia of the body of Christ, there's a supply that comes. And the devil will try to cut you off from that supply by pointing out what's wrong with other people. Dad Hagen said, again, this way, he said, anytime I'm feeling mistreated, he said, you know the devil is working on you. All right, let's try that one more time. Anytime you're feeling mistreated, come on, they ain't treating me right. You know, Rodney Dangerfield, don't get no respect. I deserve more respect. He said, I don't get no respect. He said, the other night, the house caught on fire, and I heard my wife tell the kids, shh, be quiet, you'll wake up your daddy. So he said, I don't get no respect. He goes, oh, how can a guy make a living with those kind of jokes? Because there's a lot of people that feel like they just don't get the respect that they ought to be getting. I wonder if that's how the devil got kicked out of heaven. He's the master at accusation. Amen. Feeling like you've been done wrong. Man, would there even be country music? Amen. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be riding around the truck or something with Trina, and so I kind of irritate her because I keep a couple of songs on my, on my iPhone that irritate her a little bit. She, so I'll play George Jones. He stopped loving her today, put a wreath upon the door. Then they carried him away. Hadn't seen <laughs> and smile in years. Listen, uh, how many people feel that you just don't get the respect? And so he said, your job is I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. Amen. No matter how they treat me, I'm going to walk in love. Amen. I had a preacher say something about me one time, and the devil made sure that I heard it. Sent another preacher to tell me what he said. I thought I ought to smash him in the mouth. That thought did come to me. I'm like, I ought to call him up and let him know how I feel about it. And the Lord said, no, you're going to forgive. And you're going to walk in love. Reasoning may not change an emotion. <laughs> But action will. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. I'm going to freely forgive. So I just said it out loud. I freely forgive, and I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to think and say the best. I'm telling you, it wasn't just a few weeks later that preacher asked me to come and preach for him. I thought, well, I am preach for that sorry dog. 
How many ever have trouble with your thoughts sometimes? You're like, And the Lord said, oh, yes, you are, because you have forgiven him, right? I said, yes, I have. <laughs> so I went to preach for him one Sunday, just one Sunday morning. And after I preached for him, he gave me $50,000 for one Sunday morning. Huh? I said, I'm so glad I forgave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I freely forgive. Come on. Did you know not walking in love can be very expensive? Everybody say, I'm going to walk in love, whether anybody else does or not. All right, let me go faster. I got to move faster. Some of y'all are listening slow. So let me give you this. Love suffers long. Somebody said, well, how, how long, how long, how long, how long? I've had about enough of this. I don't have to put up with this no more. I ain't going to put up with it no more. But love can I said the God kind of love can, even when you're uncomfortable, amen, even when, come on, everybody makes the excuse, well, I'm tired, I'm tired, and that's why my attitude is bad. No, you're not walking God kind of love is why your attitude is bad, because he said even when you're suffering long, the God kind of love can suffer long, amen, and be patient and still be kind, all right, let's keep going here. Praise the Lord. He says, love suffers long and is patient and kind. Love envies not. Love vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. Verse 5, love does not behave itself unseemly or is not rude or unmannerly, some translation says. And love seeks not her own. That means it's not selfish. Not selfish. And selfishness is the root of most problems in the home, in the marriage, selfishness. He said, but the God kind of love does not seek its own. It's not selfish. What does that mean? God said, if you'll walk in love, then I'll make sure that your dreams, your desires, and what you want will come to pass. God said, I'll fight your battle for you. I believe there is a God still. Oh, let's try it one more time. How many believe there actually is a God? Well, if you're going to walk in God, you're going to have to walk in love. And God said, if you'll walk in love, in other words, you say, this is not only God's way, this is my way. And that means there is a God. Amen. He knows your address and he loves you. I said, he loves you. Did you know these scriptures are actually the definition of how God loves you? How many glad that God's been patient with you? How many believe he's been patient with you a long time? Come on, sometimes we look at somebody and say, I'm tired. I ain't putting up with them no more. How many glad God didn't say that about you? Say, I'm tired of putting up with them. Come on, let's just zap them. Amen. No, his mercies are new every morning. I said his mercies are new every morning. His loving kindness, amen, his tender mercy. That's the love of God, amen. That love is what is in your heart. It is the nature of God on the inside of you. You cannot love this way naturally, but you can with a God kind of love on the inside of you. So you're not struggling trying to get it. You have to declare it's in me and I'm going to let it dominate me. And then just renew your mind. Praise the Lord. 
All right, where do we have to finish here? So he says, not, does not behave itself unseemly means that the God kind of love will even affect your manners. Boy, it's got real quiet. In other words, in the details of your life. Somebody said whether you were rich or whether you were poor, if you would walk in love, then you could fit in the highest parts of society and the lowest parts. Why? Because this is the love law. Amen. And so he says, it does not behave itself unseemly. Praise the Lord. Not rude or unmannerly. Doesn't interrupt other people when it's not your turn to talk. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Right? Come, on. Come on. Come on. When you're eating, it's not always seafood. Like we see what's coming in your mouth all the time. Amen. You don't have no manners. Come on, you don't have to get to the, through the door first. You don't have to drive like you got to be there first. Boy, it's getting quiet. And in other words, the love of God, the love of God affects even the smallest details of your life. Amen. I'm going to walk in love. Woo. I was eating with Pastor Lawson one time, and thank God for his wife, Barbara. You know, us men would never make it without a good wife and my wife, too. And, man, when we start eating, it's serious business. And so we were eating, I, I, and I looked at Lawson, and he was eating so fast, man. I, he had the food all over his face here, and his mouth and stuff was flying out of there. And, and, uh, and then, then Lawson says to me, he says, uh, Pastor Mark, You've got something right here on your face. <laughs> it's a true story. His wife, Barbara, she says, you got stuff all over your face and all you can see is what's on his face. How many know it's a lot easier to recognize what somebody else has on their face than what you got on your face? You say, let me get that little speck out of your eye. You got a little speck right there. A little chicken between your teeth, man. You got a whole chicken fried steak coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Woo! Can you say praise the Lord? You say, well, that makes me mad. Well, take a number and get in line. You ain't next. All right, we better finish this, all right. So he says, hey, love, love does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked. What does that mean? Easily provoked. How many of y'all ever been provoked? You just live irritated all the time, provoked. Amen. And my mama said to me, she said, Mark, notice any time you are provoked or, or getting angry, you are close to sin. Because you're fixing to do something that's going to be worse than how you feel right now. How many ever been provoked? How many just kind of had a little bit of anger kind of on the inside? Now, you know, it might be passive, but we can see it on your faces now. He said, the God kind of love <laughs> woo, is not provoked. And it says in another translation that when you speak, you are not harsh. 
I mean, no, sometimes you can say what needs to be said. You just don't have to be harsh about it. Somebody said, what good is it if you can speak in tongues and you're mean in English? <laughs> oh, boy, this is a good sermon here, isn't it? Man, I'm like, whoa, I'm going to control my tongue here. All right, let's, let's keep going here. He says, it's not easy to provoke and thinks no evil. Uh, other translations practice thinking and saying the best of every verse. In other words, I will not tolerate that thought about someone else. That means as soon as it comes up and I start thinking something bad about somebody, I say, now, I refuse to think that way. And I'm not going to talk that way. And Dad Hagen said, a step out of love is a step out of God and the enemy will attack you. Y'all still with me? In other words, here's the way Dad Hagen said it. If you step out of love, jump back in just as fast as you can. Because the longer you stay out of love, you're on the enemy's territory and he will attack you physically, mentally, and in every other way. So how do you step back in? Well, if it's necessary, come on, like you forgive. But if it's necessary, I've even had to apologize to my wife. That's a real disaster. <laughs> we first got married. She did some stuff I didn't like and, and I, I wouldn't let her know I don't like that and I will not tolerate it I let her know. Then I went to pray. My prayer time. I got on my knees. Lord, you know, you and I are close. We're very close, Lord. How I love you. And, and the Lord said, I'm not going to talk to you today until you apologize to your wife. I said, Lord, seriously. I mean, you and I are close. He said, no, you go apologize to your wife and then I will talk to you. He said, because you have married my daughter I thought oh I thought she was just my wife and it turns out she's God's daughter <laughs> when my daughter got married I didn't know the guy she married real well and he's born again spirit filled and so I had a meeting with him and my daughter and my wife and I let him know I said uh, let me tell you something I know you're saved and everything but if you ever hit my daughter, I will kill you. <laughs> I know I'm a preacher and I may go to jail, but you will go to hell. <laughs> I said, if you want to bring her home, you can, but you better never touch her and hit her in any angry way. Y'all can argue if you want, but don't you ever hit her. I will kill you. He said, well, what kind of a man do you think I am? <laughs> he started crying. <laughs> I said, I'm just letting you know what kind of man I am. Don't ever hit my daughter. You can bring her home if you want, but don't you ever hit her. Get it straight. She might be your wife, but she's my daughter. And she will always be my daughter. You got it straight? Okay, good. Now you can go back to church and praise the Lord. I'm just telling you, don't you hit my daughter. <laughs> I've been around church a long time. All right, so. <laughs> Amen. All right, I'm going to try to finish here. So, so when the, the Lord said, she happens to be my daughter. Did you know the scripture says, if you don't give honor to your wife, your prayers will be hindered. Cut off. 
So I have to go and apologize to my wife. I talked about the weather and everything else. I could not say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Finally, I finally said, uh, uh, I'm sorry the way I talked to you earlier. Please forgive me. Oh, honey, it's no problem. I'm like, oh, that is killing me, man. I went back to pray. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, you know I was right. He said, you can be right and still be wrong. Okay, let's finish reading this. In other words, walking in love and walking in forgiveness. And then he says, he says, is not provoked, thinks no evil. And then he says, rejoice is not an iniquity, rejoice in the truth. Bears what? All things. Believes what? All things. Hopes what? All things. Endures what? All things. And love never fails. That means if I walk in love, then I will win. Did you know that's the way to victory and the way to win and in life is walking in the God kind of love? Now, praise the Lord. This took longer, I guess, because y'all weren't listening so good. So, so you have to get this book on the God kind of love if you can, or we can send some more or something. And I'm not just trying to sell a book. I'll give it to you free. I'll send a few hundred here free. And so the God kind of love he said, it never fails. It is indestructible and inexhaustible. Never comes to an end. Never fails. Everybody say, I'm going to walk in love, whether anybody else does or not. How many of y'all think I ought to preach on this in the next service? Oh, unanimous, huh? Praise the Lord. Now, let me pray for you. Amen. And you just say, I acknowledge I need to make an adjustment. Amen. I'm going to grow in love. I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. I'm going to be quick to forgive. Amen. I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be quick to repent. If I get out of love, I'm going to get right back in as fast as I can. Y'all still here? Amen. I'm going to major on walking in love. If I get out, I'm going to jump right back in. Amen. So let's make this confession. Everybody say, I'm going to let the love of God. The God kind of love dominate me, my thinking and my talking. I'm going to walk in love whether anybody else does or not. And sickness will flee away and the enemy will flee away and the blessing of the Lord will multiply. I will grow in love. I will grow spiritually and I'll grow in faith. And I expect supernatural results. That victory is mine. The God kind of love is in me, and I'll talk like it, and I'll think like it, and I'll practice loving others. Even when people are struggling, I will surround them with faith and hope and love, and I will never fail. Come on, lift your hands up and say, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, in my church, I preached on this subject for probably three months. So much that somebody actually got mad at me for keeping preaching on it and left the church. <laughs> they said, why did they leave? They said, he's talking about love too much. And so, um, uh, then a guy came up to me and said, uh, he said, did you, uh, so-and-so is not walking in love. So, sometimes, sometimes you study this and people only use it to look at other people. Are y'all still here? In other words, you study it and people say, well, I don't think they're walking in love. 
We are not studying this so you can judge who is and who ain't. We're studying this so you can look yourself in the mirror. Amen. So he came and told me, he said, they're not walking in love. And I said, if you were, you wouldn't have noticed. Amen. In other words, I'm going to major on the God kind of love whether anybody else does or not. Hallelujah. And I will have victory and it is inexhaustible. There's no end to it. And it is indestructible. Hallelujah. In every situation in life. Well, give the Lord a shout. Praise the Lord. I guess I went a little over time. Thank you for listening to the Karis Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.karischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.